Hello and welcome to Mammon Podcast, Mike and Mike on Mike, a podcast where we talk about our top five things. And today we're talking about our top five Netflix original TV shows. Um, although, as usual, I think there's a caveat, isn't there, to this? Yeah, I think we discussed it last week, didn't we? So I know. So you said something about your number one pick is made by Netflix or hold on, what did you say? I don't think it was made by Netflix, but it was made for Netflix, so it was only on Netflix to watch. Yes, whereas one of mine wasn't made for Netflix, but over the, in the UK was distributed by Netflix. Yeah, which I'm accepting. Yeah, I did feel at one point I was going to change it. We should have a, We can still do it in the future, but shows that are Netflix UK exclusives. UK exclusives. Yeah, so shows that you can only watch on Netflix in the UK, but actually in like America, there's on a different network. Okay, yeah. I think we should do that one at some point because there, there's been a lot that have been just umming and ahhing about whether to include them. Like technically, they could be included in that category. Um, so I feel if we do that, but my number one pick is something that fits in that category. Okay. But I've just rolled with it. I'm interested. <laughs> So yeah, I've really, really struggled with this list. I think I've changed my mind about 20 times. And the other day, um, one of the our listeners, uh, your brother-in-law, messaged us um, with a few sort of suggestions. Well, I didn't know he'd done that. Yeah, he messaged us with a few suggestions. Um, and Shout out to Ben. Yeah, shout out to Ben there. He, I, I'd completely sort of realised when typing my reply to him, like I'd mm. completely forgotten one of my favourite shows in my list. Why, well, he picked one, had he? No, he hadn't picked it, but... It was more him saying how difficult it was and me typing, yes, I agree, there's so many to choose from. I suddenly remembered my number one pick, which I'd completely omitted from my list. <laughs> so it goes to show how difficult it is. And also, again, shout out to Ben for helping uh, pick Mike's number one choice. He didn't me- yeah, he didn't mention it, but he, he somehow t- triggered something in my brain that reminded me. <laughs> um, we have got, uh, well, it's technically two viewers list this week. Okay. Um, it's uh, Kim and... Adam, who are a couple. And Shout out to Kim and Adam. And check out Adam's YouTube channel. How's he got a YouTube review... channel? Yeah. I mean, I've never spoken to Adam about it, only Kim, so I'm probably not going to sell it well. But I think he reviews, like, fans and graphic cards and computer sort of hardware things. Okay, well, IT-related stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, what they've done is um, Kim was sending me some of her... Uh, favorite netflix shows and she set mm-hmm. adam off and adam started well she, through kim adam started saying some of his favorites so i said why don't you do a joint one so they've sent me a list they haven't explained anything about them luckily i've watched all five of them um, okay <laughs> not 100 percent sure on the order i'm going to go on the order possibly that i think they're going that they want it in but yeah like i said i know about the list i know about all the shows so i'm able to talk about them and actually they were five that were didn't quite make the cut on my list. You're already shitting on their five choices. No, no, no. no I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm shitting on it. But also, there's, I'm, there's one that I'd absolutely shit on because I absolutely hate one of their choices. Um, but Ooh, interesting. I know, like, legitimately. Um, but then the that's yeah, I won't say which one it is. But um, yeah, they're all ones that I wanted to include but didn't. That makes sense. So yeah. actually, it's a good list. I'm not shitting. Apart on from this one. Apart, apart <laughs> from one, which yeah. We'll get back to those in honourable mentions then. Well, we can do, or uh, we can in, like entwine them in house. I think say for honourable mentions, just in case they take any of ours. Okay, that's fine. Um, good week. Yeah, what have I done this week? 
works, work in the bank holiday. Had my brother um, down at the weekend. That was quite nice. Weekend just gone. Nice. Uh, went on a nice little walk around Woolerton Park, and he finally got to meet the baby, which has, since I've been home, shat on me. <laughs> so that's my evening. <laughs> but he's been in a really good mood today, actually, which is quite nice. Uh, yeah, nothing else really has happened. I'm trying to think. No, definitely not. Like I said, I had a plan, didn't I? I talked about this a few weeks ago where I was going to write down interesting things that happened. And I don't think anything interesting has happened since I said that plan, which <laughs> I've, yeah, I think that just goes to show how boring my life is at the moment. <laughs> well, something that is interesting, because uh, I don't really think it's the ad other than I've just been working. So, um, but one thing that is interesting is when we're getting Siobhan on, aren't we, obviously, to do our top five fancy books? Because yes. you you've not really read that many. She's a, but... And she's agreed to it. Awesome. <laughs> I just assumed yeah. that she had here at this point. <laughs> I've, I've spoken to her and she's happy to do it. <laughs> but yeah, you're making the assumption. A, us having a professional meeting live on it, like, what are we going to do? Shit, who are we going <laughs> to um, But I've told you my top five already, which is the first time it's ever happened, yes. I think. Yes. And you are going to try and read as many, or hopefully all, before that time. Yeah, because we've got so about two months until the episode probably filming and airing because we 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 fight we film it like the week before don't we yeah usually well obviously don't tell me you know don't we're not going to mention what book it is because I'll take away to my top 5 mm-hmm. I don't want you to mention anything about it but just thoughts and feelings so far and roughly how far into the book are you the first book of the five I'm about a quarter of the way through the first book oh that's decent yeah i think so for someone who is of my reading caliber that's mm. that's not me saying that i'm a shit that i can't read in terms of i'm just so, so slow at reading yeah like um I, I remember a journey to um from when i used to live in bristol we me and a friend went to western supermare because we went every year i think it must have been either my birthday or october um because around my birthday they used to have a big carnival um which was really quite cool and October, we always used to go down to Oktoberfest. Those were the two reasons we went to Western Supermare. It was the world's shittest Oktoberfest, but we went so often that the band recognised us and used to get us on stage to perform like some of the songs and dances. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, always from great thing about that. Two two reasons. No, three reasons. Always seem to win at the Claw Games when absolutely drunk. <laughs> there used to be a game where you used to have to drop a ball and um, if it landed in like one of the holes that was constantly spinning around. So it was from drop a ball from a height. Um, you'd win tokens. And every single year I went, I would win the top prize. I'd always <laughs> win all the tokens. And we'd be just sat there for 20 minutes, just collecting up all the tokens. Um, <laughs> and then we'd always, so like, it, because it was Oktoberfest, we'd always get drunk. And then we'd um, straight away afterwards go to the uh, go-karts that they had there. And the person in charge of the go-karts would always look at us and be like, you're quite drunk. You probably shouldn't go on there. And then eventually he'd cave and let us on on our own. Every That's really time. cool. Yeah. So you're allowed to go on your own. That's yeah. awesome. But um, I've forgotten the point of my story. That was it. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> one journey I decided, you know, I'm going to, um, it was on the train. It was like a sort of 45 minute train journey. Um, I'll take a book. And my friend also went to go take a book, but left it at home. So he brought the exact same book at the WH Smith at the train station, just so he could read it on the train. Um, and I think he got, about sort of almost all the way through the book in the train journey, and I'd re- read like ten pages, if that. What the hell? I'm just a very slow reader, and yeah, I think it's because I read like say they're talking. I don't like yeah. like sort of speed read or anything like that. They're talking in my head. 
I would sort of talk it as if they were saying it. So say there was an emphasis on something or there's talking slowly in my head that they're, they're talking slowly. That's how I'd read it. <laughs> so I'd sort of almost be reading the book in real time as it was happening. And I think that's why I'm such a slow reader. But that's why you retain so much of the information when you do read, though. Potentially, yeah. We'll see. I've so not read for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> but you're enjoying it. Yes, I am enjoying it so far. Good. Um, I'm going to move it from there because otherwise I'll end up spoiling what it is. Yeah. Um, right. Are you ready to start off our number fives? I can do. Are you ready to start off our number fives? I don't know. I was just struggling for numbers then and how to phrase that. Could you tell? <laughs> I could. I, I get the feeling you was going for a classic Mammon segue, but you just couldn't get there. No, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't think of anything quick enough. Nope. I even then just tried to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, um, I wish I'd planned something now so that I could be like, yeah, fuck you. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm... I equally don't have anything. If it feels like I'm not listening to you, it's because I'm trying to think of segues the whole way you're talking. But, uh... <laughs> right, um, your number five then. Right, my number five, I have flipped between so much because the reason being is it's probably one of my favourite shows on Netflix. It only has three episodes and there potentially would have been more, but one of them has lately got caught up in a classic um, Hollywood sex scandal. Um, and it's a show called Middle Ditch and Swatch. Never even heard of it. So there's an actor called Thomas Middle Ditch and another one who's called Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz plays, um, God, I've completely forgotten his name, um, John Ralphio in... I love John Ralphio. Yeah, so he much. plays John Ralphio in um, Parks and Recreations. And Thomas Middle Ditch, have you ever watched... Um, Silicon Valley. Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, he plays Richard Hendricks. The main guy. Yeah, the main guy. And yeah, yeah. you've recently started watching Solar Opposites. I don't know if yeah, you've got voices. any further. Yeah, no, I have, yeah. I've, well, I've I finished the first season, and that Wall episode was unbelievable, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> yes, it is. We'll talk about that some other point. But yeah, he's recently... Um, Thomas Middleditch recently got accused of sexually harassing women at a LA nightclub. Um, but I'm going to try and take the artist away from the art. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, this is a phenomenal show. So what it is, is Netflix did, does a load of um, live comedy specials. And this is a live comedy special um, in that it's an improv show. So each episode, it's just those two. They talk to the audience and ask, like, they ask if there's anything sort of exciting upcoming in, everyone, in anyone's life. And then if anyone answers with something that they sort of roll with, they then try and ask them questions and find out a bit more about it. The first one's about a wedding and the people who sort of are talking about this wedding are absolutely hilarious. Like it's almost a whole improv show in itself. Just talking to these people. It's just surreal. Um, the second one's about um, law school. And then the third one's about a dream job as a photographer on Saturday night live, just random topics, but the yeah. comedy that they get into, it's just so funny. And just the fact it's completely improvised like it is hilarious, and actually, it go. It's almost bringing improv back into sort of mainstream comedy. This um, show because there used to be a lot of improv about like with whose line is it anyway? Back in sort of I don't know when it was the nineties. Mm. Um, but gone. Is it improv or is it them like taking the piss out of this story, almost like at a pub? No, no, no. They so they eventually after they've talked to these people, they then completely make up a story based on this situation. Oh, an improv, the whole an thing. improv, a, like a play, a comedy play about this. And it is, it is very, very funny. 
it's really di- it's a really difficult um, show to sort of like an, Im- an improv show is a very difficult show to try and promote, but it is so funny. Honestly, recommend it to anyone. Um, it's re- it just yeah. I really wish there was going to be more, but I get the feeling that there's not. Well, it's got an eight point seven on IMDb, so it's highly yeah. rated. Oh yeah, it's incredibly highly rated. I think anyone who's seen it, I don't think it's been that popular, but anyone who's seen it has loved it. Highly recommend it. Do they sometimes almost like break character when it makes a really oh, funny so, joke? Oh, so so often they break character when someone um, makes a joke. Or for example, there's one scene in which um, Thomas Middleditch is miming um, being on the toilet, and he finishes up, and he's meticulously folding the um, toilet paper after every wipe and sort of um, Ben Schwartz has to break characters like for real though is this how you you genuinely wipe and someone's like I take such pride into saving every square inch of that fold of paper (laughs) Um, and there's quite a few times when they completely forget what character they are or what the characters are and they have to sit there trying to sort of remember all these characters that they've invented and where they're sort of (laughs) located sometimes they'll suddenly remember there's a character called Nigel in one of the episodes that they completely forget about. It's like, hold on a second. I'm here. I'm Nigel. I forgot I existed. Just <laughs> random things. Like, it is a very, very funny show. Highly recommend. That's nice. and, it, and there's only three episodes. It's not too exactly. much commitment, which I think is always good for recommending shows. Yeah, I think it's um, only 45 minutes each episode. And yeah, really good. A very different type of um, recommendation, I feel, in terms of TV series. Because it is technically... Like, like you wouldn't go for... Like, because I know Jack Whitehall, for example, has done some stand-up specials for Netflix, hasn't he? I wouldn't have included them in this list, but I think because technically it's a TV series with three episodes, it counts in the list. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm absolutely fine with that. It's not. Yeah, I think if it was just one, if it was like a a, sh- a film, I don't think it count. No. Obviously, like if it was a one-off comedy special, but yeah, three episodes, fine with me. And uh, when I googled it, one of the top to search on Google was season two? Question mark. Yeah. So, yeah, they obviously were planning to do that. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about the, these allegations since they've happened, but well, Ben Schwartz is too busy in Hollywood playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that who's playing Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, I've still not seen the film yet. It you know what? Dreadful. No, surprisingly good. I really enjoyed it, but I don't know if that's because I was a big Sonic fan, fan when I was younger. But yeah, my number five is Middle Ditch and Schwartz. <laughs> my problem is I don't think, I don't like love my number five as much as you, which makes me worry. <laughs> If, yeah, well, I'm, the fact I'm this passionate about my yeah, exactly that's what one. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I re I've rewatched it three times since it's come out, and it came out last year, April, well, almost exactly a year ago, and I've rewatched it three times. Well, I think you've uh, you've made a good um, choice there. And talking of you, my number five uh... is the TV series You. Bravo, sir. Um. <laughs> It's, that's as passionate as I'm going to get about the show, I think. No, um, well, I, th- I thought th- this was something I did think about Netflix shows. Mm. Is I've either not seen that many shows, or I don't know, actually, I'm, I'm really t- well, some some of the ones that didn't make the list where I feel like they had a really good first season, and then it's not that I'd say they had a dreadful second or third. It just wasn't anywhere near as good for me. Okay, and I feel a little bit like this with. With you, that I was really intrigued by the first season, um, and then the second season w- was just decent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why it's not higher up. Maybe if it, we'd done this when the first season was out, maybe it would have made up higher. But have you seen it? I've only seen a little bit. Like I've watched about the first five episodes. Me and Lauren were genuinely really into it, and then for some reason we just never continued. Yeah. It was just, well, so which maybe maybe goes to show like 
it's got a lot of scope there, but it's not quite got the draw to keep you as enthralled as you should be. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know it, the premise is it's a guy who works a book shop and he is Nerd. a... <laughs> and he's a serial killer and uh, he dates this girl and becomes obsessed with her <laughs> yeah but I say yeah I wouldn't say <laughs> that to him <laughs> and um, yeah it's it's about his obsession with her yeah. but actually like he you know and it, it's that this sort of creepy double life where he, he comes across as the perfect boyfriend um, but I think what's particularly interesting about it is I think this is what makes it so unique is there's times in it well, obviously he's the bad guy. Yeah. And and obviously his girlfriend's the victim. But there's times where actually you like him more than her. Yeah. So yeah, and I agree with what you're I don't saying. think that's an I don't think that's an accident like it is in some shows. Like I feel like that's purposeful that they've not just painted him as a, as this evil villain and this you know, as this naive damsel in distress. It's almost a look at the fact that no one's perfect in Yeah, you know I mean it, it I wouldn't say that every character is like morally grey, like a Game of Thrones per se, but it definitely isn't black and white, I don't think, with most of the characters. Yeah, and that's what's quite good about it, actually. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, the and then, you know, season two was was interesting, and it, it, it had some other characters come up, and um, it set it up for season three quite nicely. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. So is but, it still um, ongoing? I believe so, yeah. Okay. In fact, yeah, in January 2020, the series renewed for a third season. I'm surprised it's got is... so much scope to it, but in terms of well, continuing. The... Well, that's the problem, is is this is what I mean about the drop in quality. It felt I... to me when watching it, one series and done. Yeah, well, they had an interesting... It gets a new obsession in the second series, okay. and she's very different to the first love interest. Um, I won't say much more than that, but then... Does it she's... hit the same sort of beats as the first season? Like, it doesn't really change. No, it does. To be fair, it does. Okay. Um, yeah, there there is differences in there, and the, the, my which was brave and 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 decent, but I think the third season just felt a bit like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not you know, it was, it was meant to feel that way, but it didn't feel that way in a good way to me. It was a bit like, oh god. Um. So yeah. So we'll see. But I don't know. I I, I like it enough to to try the third season, and I like it enough to recommend the first season. Um. Particularly if people who like Dexter, I feel like if you enjoy this idea of following a serial killer, because it's, it's unique, isn't it? It's different. Oh my um, God, sorry, you're gone. I'll tell, well, I'll tell you in a second. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's my number five. I, yeah, no, I, I like it. It's a good choice. Based on some books as well, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Uh, well, actually, that's the last thing I'll say about it. Uh, probably more interesting than actually the the show. I watched a YouTube video where a guy read all the books that the main character, the serial killer Joe, mentions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and tried to see if reading them he could learn, you know, from the character how they've influenced him. Yeah, understand his choices. Yeah, and it was really interesting because you could see it. Like, for instance, when he's a child... Um, this guy who's almost like a surrogate father to him sort of locks him up and literally like locks him away in almost like this sort of prison of the bookstore. Yeah. And he mentions the book Count of Monte Cristo is one of his favourites, which is where the protagonist is locked away and stuff and then seeks revenge. Um, and then he talks about... So like so he read all of them and to see you know, and he talks about the, the three musketeers and he's a loner, he's always craved this this friendship, this this tight group, which again may seem why he gets obsessed with people. 
Um, so yeah, it was just quite interesting actually watching his YouTube video of all the books that he'd mentioned this guy read and tried to sort of analyse how they influenced the character, why that char- not you know why the character would have read it. Okay, I like it. Um, the reason for my oh no, yeah, it's because of a line you just said reminded mm-hmm. me of another <laughs> Netflix show that I'd completely forgotten about and at one point had remembered about and then forgot about again before I'd added it to my list. That is also one of my top shows of all time on Netflix. So I've had to bump my number four now to make room <laughs> for it. Uh, so yeah. Well, let's, let's go straight into your number four, which I'm assuming is the TV series Dexter. No, 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 no it's not. Well, Dexter's, oh. not, Dexter's not a Netflix original. I'm about to say it's Showtime, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, you'll under, I'll say what you said to because it'll make so much sense once I um, introduce it. Yeah. But I've now pushed everything down and put this in as a choice. Um, I won't say whereabouts it lands until we get there. My number four. Um, before I get started on that, you are recording, yeah? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because I forgot to start on clean feed. <laughs> I know. I've reco- I recorded halfway through you saying um, about you. So we've only been recording for six minutes on there. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to double check. <laughs> no, you're all right. That's the one bit of professionalism we've got so far is we've never fucked up a show that badly yet. No, I've heard there's people like it happens. It happens where you completely just forget to record. But can you imagine? I don't think it'd be as bad for something like this where we we just skip that topic for a long enough time that when we redid it, we'd sort of forgotten. It, yeah, if that makes sense. No, I agree. But um. Can you imagine if you were like doing an interview with a guest? You'd never get that magic back oh, again. Oh, that'd be awful, horrendous. Right. Luckily, that's not happened. No. So, moving on to our number four, then. My number four, actually, seeing it in this position shocks me, and I put it in this position. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to... trying to see if you could segue from that yeah. or link it or put yeah. you know what, I'm going to say the name because the name instead of reverse cowgirl it's Bojack Horseman ooh not far off so do you see do you see why I was trying to think of a segue there yeah you're like there's some there's something there there's something there <laughs> I haven't found it yet but yeah Bojack Horseman is my number four and seeing it in number four it should be a lot higher it really should and I've I'm sort of surprised <laughs> then I'm looking at my other three and I'm thinking no they shouldn't be any lower so, but have you ever watched it? I don't think you have, have you? I think I watched the first episode when it first came out. Yeah. And I watched it when I was pretty pissed at the end of a night out. And it was like very, you know, when you're drunk, it was like it was super surreal. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then well, I, it's, I, not, it's not massively surreal, but I get what you mean in terms of animals and humans living, and it's sort of normal. They live in Hollywood. Um, yeah. It's not Hollywood. It was Hollywood, but the D got stolen at some point during the episodes. Um, and it's just, it's a very, when you sort of, when people learnt about it, I think they were expecting an out and out comedy. Like with the people that are in it, um, Will Arnett, uh, Amy Sedaris, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, like they're all quite big comedians in the comedy world. <laughs> but when you actually watch it, it is very funny. It is incredibly funny. And there's a lot of great jokes in there, but it's also got, as the, sh- the series goes on, it gets very deep and sort of talks about depression a lot. Um, and people's like how the fame's affecting but the main character Bojack Horseman and sort of how he's depressed with it, but also trying to keep his life on track and this downward spiral. And it's a great show for that. It really is. It's honestly, I've never sort of experienced a show that's like it. It really is great. 
Um, I'm just looking now, by the way, as well. Some pretty big actors have been in it. Oh, what? Yeah, starring it. Yeah, there's definitely loads. Also, I've just seen him. Mara Wilson's in it for four episodes. She Mara plays Wilson. a character called Jill the Pill. Yeah, she played Matilda and oh, yeah. Susan Walker on Mrs. Doubtfire. She did all stuff like that. And then she sort of quit acting, didn't she, for whatever yeah. reason. Does her character play someone like her who was a child actress? So, I honestly can't remember Jill the Pill. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of characters that literally only appear for a little bit and um, you don't really remember them massively. But what's difficult about the show is actually like things that might occur in season one get referenced again like right at the end of the season for example is it almost better do you think to to binge all of them potentially because i watched it over the space of six years um as it was coming out effectively i remember i was first introduced to it with so they did a christmas special in which uh basically they um because the whole premise of the show is about a tv actor who sort of was in a massive TV show um, back in the 90s called... Um, what's it called? Horsing Around. Horsing Around, yes. Thank you. Um, and he's sort of um, trying to keep his career alive since that. Um, but in the Christmas special, they sort of it filmed Bojack and his uh, housemate Todd watching an episode of Horsing Around while also interspersing it with those two sort of chatting. And that was my first introduction to the show. So not really about this sort of show itself because it, you didn't really learn anything about the characters you just watched this episode of horsing around um and then after that i then went and watched the series and got obsessed with it since then and then what binged all the other ser- episodes but like it's got some great episodes that, like in season five i think it is there's an episode literally just in which bojack goes under the sea um because there's sort of like people living under the sea fish and everything mm-hmm. um and he's where he's got a helmet on so he can breathe and whatnot um but the whole episode is in silence and it works there's another episode where bojack attends a funeral and it's just him giving a eulogy like this is quite bold for like animated tv show just one character in front of um well the camera if you will is a fake camera because it's hand drawn just giving an, a eulogy and a speech and it's really quite sort of that one was quite pr- thought-provoking and again, what I say, like, for a show which seems so bizarre and quite comedic at times, it can be very, very deep. And it's a really, really great show. Highly recommend it. It's interesting. So look on the IMDb um, rates for each episode. And it seems season one is sort of an averagely rated with some standout episodes. Yeah. Similar with season two, but maybe some more standout episodes. And then season three onwards seems to really hit its stride. Yeah, I agree great. with that. Yeah, great. Season one and two, they don't lean towards the um sort of like i said the talk about sort of depression or anything like that as much whereas season three to six onwards would i'd say yeah. um in fact i just seen myself uh season three has a 100 percent approval rating um oh. which is impressive um honestly go away and watch it don't just give up after a few episodes it's definitely one that deserves continuing to watch to watch well we'll do after your last recommendation which i really enjoyed yes um yeah, and I think um, I'm on a bit of an animated hype now. Good. Uh, which actually links me nicely into my uh, next choice, which, which might be good. is oh, an I'll... animated show. Good. Oh, oh, go on. Well, I was going to say, because I texted you earlier in the week, didn't I, saying I feel I could do a, do a list of just animated Netflix yeah. shows. <laughs> That's what, like some of the things I was struggling with. So yes, let's see your number four then. It's a new superhero show on Netflix, and it's called Invincible. Okay. Are you sure it's on Netflix? Yeah. Are you sure? 
<laughs> it's not really my choice. <laughs> I knew I, you're going to get can, can I just say, have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. How fucking incredible is it? <laughs> it's one of the best. Do you know what's crazy is I started watching it and then only a couple of minutes and I was like, I can just tell this is going to be fucking shit hot. Um, and then I said to Sean, I said, I don't know if you'll like it, but do you want to give it a go? I just didn't feel like it was going to be a cup of tea at all. She fucking loved it. And like, we finished it all in like two days. Yeah. And then a week later, she was like, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. Insane. I know we're, so this show's on Amazon, guys. It's not on Netflix in the slightest, but it's honestly one of the best shows I've watched in a very long time. But um, we won't talk too much more about it. Maybe it'll appear in a list at some point. In fact, I reckon point. I could do an Amazon Prime one as well. I think I could do an Amazon Prime one. But my actual number four is a show that me and Sean started, it got obsessed with, but we've not finished yet. Okay. I think we got to the third season. Is it an it's, animated show? No, it is actually live action. Oh, that's true. Um, and it is a show that if you've not watched, or I think everyone has, it's probably my most second or third most popular one on um, on here, and that is Ozark. Okay. As choice that i've never seen but so many people recommend to me if you liked breaking bad you're likely to enjoy it but it's not it is, don't be wrong it is dark but it's not as dark as uh, breaking bad is it serialized episodes or is it like each season focuses on something different no it's serialized essentially that the, the premise is he's a money launderer yeah um so he's just a money guy working for a mexican drug cartel Mm-hmm. Um, but his partner steals a load of money, and so the cartel come and they kill everyone involved, and they're about to kill Jason Bateman's character, but he says, "Look, I've got this plan." He makes it up on the spot. So Ozarks are like this uh, area in America that's just a giant lake um, that people go to in the su- Americans go to in the summer to go on holiday. Okay, and he says we can go there because loads of businesses. So it'll be dead easy to clean the money for you. I reckon clean X amount of millions of dollars every month or whatever it may be. But it's all bullshit. Like he's literally just making it up on the spot to try and so he doesn't get killed. So he has to move his family uh, out there um, and they've got to try and, and clean this money. Um, okay. So yeah, it's really interesting. I'll tell you what was it's like such a nice palate cleanser after Breaking Bad. Like, you know, I've come to a show to watch a man cook meth. That's why I've watched it. That's your premise. I'm into it, Breaking Bad. Then to have your dick of a wife just moan and complain all the way through about it, which I know is probably realistic, but it's just like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in this, um, she's aware of, of what he does and uh, actually sort of helps out. But they've got a very complex relationship. Um so yeah, it's a, it's 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 really good, and it's nice to see Jason Bateman in such a serious role, while still being Jason Bateman. So he's still is he still semi comedic in it? Um, he's like a likable dad character, which I think is what he plays in all his sort of comedy roles, isn't he? Always? Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so he's got his Jason Bateman timing, but it is definitely serious. Okay. Um, but like I say, maybe not quite as much as um. Breaking Bad, but as well, there's some really like standout like performances as well. Um, so there's an actress who plays a character called Let me see what her name is Ruth. Her name is Julia Garner, and she is so so good. Really, uh, in the role, yeah. So some of the acting roles are really good. Um, so yeah, it's 
it's definitely worth it. But again, I seem to have a bit of a habit with some of my shows I've picked here. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. I think for me that's part of the problem with binging. Is sometimes I'll binge something and that's all I watch. I get through season one, season two, and then I just almost like I need a break from it. Yeah. Because I've watched too much in a row. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um. Yeah, so I don't know if you've got any like that with your shows where you've sort of loved it and then for whatever reason haven't quite finished it. Not one of my shows. One that I debated about um, including in here. It's not even an honourable mention, but I'll mention it. Um, so the reason I didn't include it or include it as an honourable mention is for that reason. Um, Sabrina, mm. which I absolutely love. For those who... like, It's shocking that a male who's age 31 loves this show so much because it's a proper teen drama but actually it's really good but for some reason i just me and lauren haven't finished the season yet like we're on the final season but we just never watched it and i don't know why and i think it's because we just needed a break from it for a bit it's weird that isn't it yeah because like it was a show that like previously we'd be waiting and as soon as the series came out we'd watch it as soon as it came on but then yeah we just seem to have never finished it <laughs> but yeah no good choice for your number four i feel like I said, I say good choice. I've never watched it, but a lot of people have recommended it to me. Yeah, it's definitely it's 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 really good. I think it's almost it's not underrated because I think it is one of the most popular one Netflix shows. But I think it's underrated in terms of like I think the recommendations people is overwhelming. And I, I think I probably it probably feels the same listening to this. Like, why have you picked it on there? You don't seem like you liked it that much. I think it's just. I think because the tone is one tone, I think that's probably what I think people maybe get a bit like me that they almost they enjoyed it, but they get a bit where they're like, yeah, it's it's good. You know what I mean? They've almost I don't know been worn out by it in some ways emotionally, which is clearly its intention. Yeah. Um, but because you know you meant to feel like Jason Bateman's character, like is he going to make enough money? You know, because the cartel are going to come and check at a certain date to see that he's got the money done, and you know every setback, you're like fuck, and like these guys are brutal. So you know his family, even his family, going to be you know murdered if he's if he's not got everything right. Um, and obviously, the more money he tries to clean, the more people he has to get involved, and then you have to be so there's all that tension. So I think I think that's probably why. Again, that's why we sort of gave up on it for a bit and had a break is because it is just draining in that sense. That yeah, you, you just it's tense all the fucking time. I was at the moment. I think we're avoiding those sort of shows because we just need a bit of lightheartedness. Things that we yeah. can not sort of focus all of our attention. I think that's why for some reason, and it's annoying me because I've really got into it. We're on a proper Grey's Anatomy binge. Because mm. it's just an easy one that you can dip in and out of and not pay full attention to. Yeah, 100%. No, I like it. Perfect. Right, moving on to number three. And I will be more passionate about my number three, I promise. <laughs> this one, I'm pretty sure I've recommended, and I know for a fact you'll probably never watch, but that's okay. Um, it's a really, I wouldn't say an odd choice, but definitely I feel like I've chosen very different shows in all of my shows. Um and this is a show that was a reboot that was done on Netflix. So the original show used to be on Bravo uh, in America, um, and then they rebooted it for Netflix. And it's Queer Eye. Have you heard of it? Is it real life or is it? Yeah. So the, what you're thinking of is it's a Russell T. Davis show, isn't it? Um, I can't think what it's called, but they did something that all, I always get confused between that and Queer Eye when I was younger. But now I sort of know. Um, but Queer Eye is basically what they do in this alliteration, as far as I'm aware. I think I'm 99% sure it's exactly the same in the previous one. It used to be called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, 
but in this one they include women and gay people as well so it's just called queer eye yeah um and it takes five experts called the fab five so you've got anthony who's a food and wine expert uh tan france who's a fashion expert caramo brown who's a culture expert bobby burke who's a design expert and jonathan van ness who's a grooming expert and they go to people who sort of might be down or sort of they need sort of something uplifting or they've sort of given up on life and they're in a rut or things like this and they sort of change their life around so they go into the house so like anthony might teach them how to cook a nice meal for everyone to sort of just find one meal that you can cook and it sort of gives you a passion into cooking again um tam will sort of teach him how to dress and he he's always all big about the french tuck which is basically tucking in just the t- uh, front of your shirt into your jeans and actually it makes you look really slim i've tried it myself it works caramo <laughs> <laughs> brown sort of takes them out and sort of sits down has a sort of heart to heart with them um and discusses like what might be sort of eating them up inside while they might be like this uh bobby goes into the house normally but it can be other places like sometimes he'll do up someone's restaurant for example there's an episode where they do up a barbecue uh people's restaurant um and it'll completely redesign the house and um just make it completely livable again and really nice and jonathan van ness sort of teaches them how to groom and take care of themselves their skin their hair but also he's like when he's doing it he gets really into the chat and gets quite a lot out of them emotionally but it's just a really really great show it's just almost uplifting everything about it you just come out of each episode just feeling happy like sometimes won't like you might have cried i'm gonna spoil one of the episodes it was absolutely heartbreaking for me but it was um a guy whose wife had died and he had some kids as well and um the wife she had written some letters to the kids or like for their 21st birthday or something like that and he the guy couldn't sort of bring himself to get rid of any of her belongings so what uh Bobby did is he'd made a sort of I think it was a I can't remember exactly the details and it's annoying me actually he'd made a box in which he'd sort of put on top of it he'd um sort of stained the letters onto so they'd always be there as a memory and that's where sort of the items that he wanted to keep could remain and it was just a really nice moment and I just remember bawling my eyes out out of it it was just so nice and it sort of (laughs) meant he could get he was able to get over his the fact that his wife had died but also sort of have a place for her in his, like, sort of, that was there. And it was just a really nice moment. Just everything about the show is just so heartwarming. Well, that sounds good, actually, because it's not just... I, I just assumed it was, like, trash TV. You know, like, Gokwans look good naked or whatever Not it in was. the slightest, no. Do you know what I mean? That was always my interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, whereas it actually sounds quite, like, uh, almost... It's a precursor to, to break down emotional walls a bit more. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, they get so much out of these people. And it's really nice. Like, I can't remember. There was one, it was in Japan, I think. And I struggled with that series. So they went for a couple of episodes out to Japan. But there was a lot of subtitles and reading. And I yeah. um, I think when we was watching it, I was doing stuff in the kitchen. So I struggled. But they sort of almost <laughs> get... Well, no, I, I was I was cooking at the time. No, I know it. It's just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but like, sort of the gist I got from it is at one point they realised like she was in love with her ex or something like that, and the f- five of them instead of sort of changing their life and sort of help like they all got together to sort of encourage like to help her win him back. And it, it was just yeah, and it was just really nice. Like there's been other ones where they sort of helped someone. Uh, they weren't fu- fully aware that was going to happen, but ha- uh, sort of proposed to someone and getting ready for that. Um, so like after each episode, like and they've sort of changed their life. The person sort of goes on and sort of either cooks for a meal for people or does something to show 
friends and family how his life's completely changed around. Mm-hmm. And it's re- just really nice. Like, what's also nice, so in case you can guess, they're all gay, yeah. is sometimes they might go into sort of proper sort of redneck America. And honestly, like, there's some episodes where the guy refuses to even sort of hug him because he feels it's like Seriously? gay and anything like that. By How the do they deal of, with that? Well, by the end of the episode, he loves them. Like, did, and stuff did, like do that. they ever get offended by it? No, not in the slightest. Like, it's really quite... So, Bobby Burke, he's um, used to be, like, proper religious, but the church tore him apart, and he's got a real sort of struggle with... Like, I feel that's what works about all these people, actually. They've all had things in their life that have occurred that sort of... They've got stronger because of it, and that's what how they're able to teach it, and that's why they are so good at what they do. It's really weird, but it is fantastic. I've never watched it, but what I did do was quick search when yeah. you first mentioned it. Was I went on IMDb to find the best rated episode. Yeah. Um, that one, El Rod and Sons that you mentioned, that's got a 9 out of 10 on there. Is that the one um, that I said in which? Because you, like, you don't remember the I'm people's a, name, I'm assume so. It says a still still grieving single father whose wife died of cancer yeah, to on her memory. Um, but that's not the highest rated episode. It is in the same season. It is... With a whopping 9.4, Jones Bar BQ. Yeah, so I mentioned about the barbecue one, didn't I? Did I you? said, Yeah, I said they sometimes do up someone's um, restaurant. Oh, yes, you did, yeah. Um, That's probably the, the best one. Yeah, no, actually, I agree. It's one that I remember. It's so, honestly, I highly recommend it. If sometimes, if you, you watch... And do you know the, what? I think it will, because me and Sean are like, like we watch like Hell's Kitchen or um, MasterChef in US and stuff like that, just for some more... Easy watching. Like, I know this is obviously going to be emotional, but it's, oh, yeah. it's not Ozark where I'm waiting for someone to die. Oh, yeah. Like I said, like, even though I absolutely love it, I'm sometimes in and out of episodes, not fully watching every single episode. Yeah. But it's still every single time you sort of, you almost, I don't know. And it it's just, it is it, it can be quite emotionally draining. I will say that mm. sometimes, like sometimes you watch a few episodes in a row where they're sort of really quite, it's never sad. It's always uplifting sad. I will say that. It's never at the end of it, like, really depressing, obviously. It's always because they've sort of got over something in their life and they've sort of managed to get it off their chest and they're trying to now be a better person. And mm. what I love a lot, like, Lauren's big on sort of Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. They all seem to sort of still tag each other, like, all the people that have met in posts and things like that. Or they'll meet up with them occasionally. Yeah. Like, it's really quite sweet, that, actually, that they remember these people that they've helped throughout their life. No, that sounds quite nice. I probably will give that a go to fair. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Um, strange to hear you watching things like that, which links in well to my number three, Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> You're forcing it, I know. <laughs> Stranger uh, Things. Another what show that I didn't include on my list, but wanted to. Did Was part of you thinking, I'm pretty sure Michael will choose it? Yeah. Also, spoiler alert, Kim and Adam choose, choose it. Nice. Well, uh, it's their most popular one by quite a long distance, i So um It's one that, yeah, it invented sort of the Netflix original almost, didn't it? I'm not sure what the original, original Netflix original was. I actually think I do know, but... I, I, I used to think it was Hemlock Grove, but actually it wasn't. I think, so we won't talk about it. I'm pretty sure I've got the original Netflix original on my list. Oh, right. Nice one. Okay. Um... But yeah, no, I agree. I, I say I agree. I've got no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> I agree with your choice is what I meant to say. <laughs> well, I mean, Stranger Things, I mean, there's so much good about it. Obviously, it took all those like 80s um, sort of film uh, ideas. Um, 
yeah, very much Steven Spielberg and Stephen King sort of um, like tip of the hat to. So that was nice. So straight away going into it, it felt familiar. Just to me, it felt like you were watching one of your childhood films. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because one of the um, show, so one of the biggest inspirations you've never watched, which is The Goonies. Yeah. But again, I've never watched it, but I mean, Goonies inspired so many different things. Yeah. And I've watched so many clips of it, and those like I've always said about it, but they're like when E4 used to always do like top 100 um, childhood films and all that type of stuff. So I feel like I've seen enough about it to sort yeah. of know how. And um, yeah, I think what's crazy as well is, I mean, it, I've not read any articles about it, but it must. D&D is going through by far its biggest surge in popularity. Oh, and I'd say it's recent history. Them, yeah. yeah, and I'd say a huge part of it has got to be down to Stranger Things because I had absolutely zero interest of ever playing D&D. And I fucking read fantasy books. Like My favourite type of games are like fantasy RPGs. And even I was like, what a fucking crock of shit that is. <laughs> like, but then I watched that and I was like, shit, why did no one tell me D&D looked cool? Like, I was like, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Um, you know, and the the I think as well, as especially as I get older, child actors can absolutely ruin a film or show for me because some of them are so bad, like so fucking bad. Um, but all of them are great, except one. I don't think uh, Noah Schnapp, who plays um, what's his name, uh, Byers. Yes, you're right. But Will Byers. Will Byers. Sorry. I th- I think he's fine at playing. Sort of a normal level of emotion. Yeah. They can act that, but when he has to do the sort of high drama, I'm really scared or I'm really angry. Yeah, it can become a bit cringe. But luckily, right. he's not really part. He, like, he is obviously one of the main characters. Particularly in season one. Yeah, but he's not really a big part at the same time, is he? No, exactly. He's hot. He's, he's not in half the first season. Exactly. But yeah, um, all the others, I completely agree. Fantastic. Like some of their acting is better than the adults. Yeah, definitely. And, but, you know, even the actors, I mean, David Harbour, what a fucking great actor he is as Hopper. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder. Like, yeah, oh, my God. Her, as a mum, she's incredibly annoying, but I think that's more her acting yeah. than, than her. Uh, I think her character's meant to be a bit overbearing, isn't it, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's part of the... Char- not a, I wouldn't say charm of her, but... Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think it's great if you like horror. It's great if you like... Um, coming of age stories um and it is proper horror as well really like i don't feel it think it feels as scary because it's got a lot of child actors in it but it is at times proper horror yeah do you not agree i don't know i get i just i think for me when it becomes i think maybe products are really a lot fancy or whatever you know when it becomes sort of supernatural gothic all that yeah. type of stuff it doesn't really scare me as much for me it's like psychological ones like, i tell you what you watched invisible man not yet but I oh that. god i thought fizz- i thought i was gonna throw up like three times cause it was just so tense is that your sort of horror then yeah that's what that, yeah i think that's what I don't, as well i, th- I think always it's the same with everything horror is always scariest until you see the monster. Your mind will always make it worse. So to have a whole film like The Invisible Man, where every scene you're like, fuck, he's in, here. He's in the room, he's in the scene. Just to me, but you can't obviously yeah. see that's the whole point. Makes it, for me, so much creepier. Um, whereas what they do is they actually do show a lot of their monsters, don't they? They do. Um, what's, your fa- who's your, what's your sort of favourite villain monster in the show? Because I know my one, easily. Um... I mean, let's go through. So you got the Demogorgon, aren't you, in season one? Yeah. 
I did not like that gloopy monster in season three. I thought that was shit. Season three, I feel, had the best villain in it. Also Do you mean the one they fucking ripped off Power no. Rangers? I'm saying this because it also had the best villain in season two, and I feel it was Billy. Dacromog. Oh, yeah, yeah, Billy, 100%. Billy is one of my favourite villains in a TV show. Like, he plays it so well. Yeah, the act is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, insanely good. And I feel like the scene where they've sort of trapped him in the pool, well, not in the pool, but in the side bits of the pool in season three, it's so good when he sort of goes all sort of all nice to his sister and then he sort of actually like goes berserk all of a sudden like he plays it so well and he's my favorite villain in it now yeah he's was, a great was. he's a great actor yeah um but in terms of monster if we're thinking just like um you know not embodying a human being or not being a horrible human uh probably the demogorgon but that's because it's the og yeah exactly um yeah i mean there's not too much to talk about because i think i don't think there'll be anyone li- in fact Please follow us on at Mammon Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, seriously, or email us at mammonpodcast at, hotmail, at hotmail.com. Let me know if you've not seen Stranger Things and tell me your reasons why. Like, is it just genuinely you've never got round to it? And then like, when lockdown fully ends, um, Mike will invite you over for a one on one watch of it. I mean, you may sound creepy, but I actually would do that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll talk through every little bit and be staring at you constantly the whole time to make sure you're sort of invested at the right part. Well, do you know what I might do, actually? I might pick one of the books. You know when we do the top five fantasy? Yeah. See if Siobhan does it as well. If we pick one of our top five and we do like a read-along for a month. Okay. And we'll t- and take over Mammon's um, thing to talk about it and see if we can get comments. You know, like chapter by chapter or something like that. I don't know. I think that could be something cool. Give it a go. Get people into it, some people into reading if they've yeah. been out for a while. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely awesome. And oh my God, my number two and my number one, I love them both so much. And I've just literally just looked at them and went, shit, should I change them? Really? Yeah, I've literally just looked up. I'm like, fuck, I love these. These aren't just... So like Stranger Things it isn't close to my top five TV shows. Okay. Um, but these two maybe are. The, the next one... But why are you thinking of changing them? Just kind of looking at like because I was looking at number two. I was like, the, number two. Oh, what in ch- changing their order? Yeah, put number two to number one. I thought you meant completely like changing. No, 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 no. A new one. Oh like, no, I'm really like... happy with my one and two. Okay, nice. Right. Uh, well, let's get on to our number twos then. Um. Okay, I'll be back in a minute then. Well, I was about to say, talking of number twos, my last text from you is literally. I've gone for a poop. I'll be on in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, let's hear your number two. <laughs> Makes me sound like I have really long shits. Do you know what I do? I've, right, I'm, I take my time with it. I really enjoy it. I have a friend process. who genuinely could probably take an hour, but it's because he sits on the toilet and reads the books. Yeah. I, I, but I used thought... to anger people because you'd be waiting to use the bathroom. like when you. See, I don't do that. Like, like I went down to like, a mate's house and I'd have a quick shit. That won't be rude. But like, if I'm in my own house with my own company, I'll you take was. a book, yeah. like candle, the whole shebang. Well, you've once taken um, me into the toilet with you, haven't you? By which I mean you took the headphones while I was recording the podcast and just had a chat with me. I have also taken you in a bathroom before. You're right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> don't be ashamed. It was a beautiful moment. Um, yeah, I have. I, I, I don't mind talking to people. People are weird about it. Yeah. Like, but I, I'd happily... I'd happily have you sit outside and chat to me whilst I shit the door open. Yeah, see, I'm a, 
uh, nervous uh, toilet person. Even for pooing when you sat down? Even for pooing. Uh, Yeah. But well, that's just me. Yeah. Everyone's different. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like we've talked way too much about bowel movements over these 19 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I hate that my friends at work listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you you shit at work ever? Well, yeah. Do do you you know an interesting fact about me? I don't know if it's interesting. (laughs) Every place I've worked at, I've had a shit there on my first day of work. Is, is that interesting? I feel that's interesting. I feel yeah. I feel actually it's quite a big. And it, but it's do. not. It's not even like a purposeful like. Oh, it's my first day. I'm going to christen the toilet. It just happened to be. I'm like, I need a shit. And it just doesn't bother me stuff like that. I worked in Woolworths for about two years, and I never went to the toilet there. Really? Yeah. Do you, do you know what I also used to do when I went to Boots because their toilets were grim as fuck, so I stopped shitting in them. Uh, on my break, if I had like a forty-fiver, I'd take uh, my magazine SFX, um, and I would walk to Marks and Spencer's in the Into Centre and go have a shit near the currency exchange because their toilets were lovely. <laughs> do you know, what? I used to do the same when I worked um, at, in Bristol's hospital. I used to hate the toilets in the lab, <laughs> so I used to on my lunch break go down to M&S as well. <laughs> Do you know what? If they don't want us to do it, don't make the toilet so warm <laughs> and clean. <laughs> oh, God. I love that we both did that. I mean, can you imagine if we got M&S to sponsor us because of this? It'd be amazing. Oh, M&S. Do you know what? But they've got no one else like plugging their toilets, though. But shout out to them. Yeah. Hashtag M&S toilets. Doing God's work. You know it. Right. Tangent over. <laughs> Number two. Number two is... <laughs> A show I've talked to you about. I know you've watched the film version of, which I've never watched. I'm sure, I say I know you have. I'm pretty sure you have. Um, it's Snowpiercer. I have watched the film. Really enjoyed the film. But you've never watched show. a TV show. Now, what I know is it's based on a French graphic novel. Um, and I don't believe it take, it's sort of the exact plot of the graphic novel. But it's one in which it makes sense not to follow the exact plot because there's so many stories you can do. So basically, for those who don't know, um, Snowpiercer uh, takes place a sort of in the I want to say in the future, but actually I think it's sort of like a different timeline. It, it's sort of like it is current day, um, but it's in a sort of dystopian world in which they're basically completely frozen Earth and it's just freezing, freezing cold. So a few survivors are roaming around Earth on a train called Snowpiercer, which I can't remember because the number of carriages changes throughout the um, series. But it's got thousands of carriages, basically. And it's split into... So first class is obviously like the really rich people. Then you've got second class, third class. And then um, you have a class which is called the Tailies, and they're right in the tail. And they're the people who sort of boarded the train as it was leaving but shouldn't have been on there in the first place. So they don't really belong. But obviously, it's quite sort of dark to completely kick all these people off. But they're treated quite horribly and sometimes froze, like their arms are frozen and hacked off and stuff like that. How, how long has the, have they all been on this train? A while. I can't remember exactly, but I'm going to say it like eight, nine years. Oh, actually, it says here on IMDb, it's seven years after the world become frozen wasteland. Okay. There you go. So yeah, so it's been a, for a while. Um, but the first ep- first series, this is the basic plot because I'm really not going to say too much more because a lot happens in the first. There's only been two seasons so far, 
and it has been renewed for a third season. Um, the second season was actually filming before the first season had even come out. Like it's got a very early renewal, which is pretty cool. Um, but the basic plot is there's one detective on the train, like in the like sort of before the world ended. This guy used to be a detective, and he's writing the tale. And there's been a murder that's happened sort of across the train, so they need a detective to try and work out who's murdered this person. So they bring this tailie up to the front of the train to sort of um, work out what's going on. But this detective's also trying to work with the tailies to sort of cause an uprising and bring them up from the tail and actually into the carriages. And that's the basic plot of it. Like, it goes a lot deeper and Holy a lot Holy shit, it's got that. in it. <laughs> I'm going to actually beep out that name. Why? Massive spoiler. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that a season two thing? It's a season two thing. Like, you hear their voice. I'm going to say there because I really don't want to even give away the gender. Yeah. Um, you hear their voice in season one, and that's it. You don't hear anymore, and then they appear in season two. So they'd obviously planned them from the beginning. But I remember when we heard their voice, I turned to Laura and was like, that's a massive actor that they've got for that role. And then it turned out to be them. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, and can I just say, like, abs- like, fantastic that character is. Like, absolutely phenomenal, and they play it so well. It's also got Jennifer Connolly, who... don't know if you know that much about, because you've never watched The Labyrinth, but she was the girl from The Labyrinth. Um, she's the one married to Paul Bettany? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's quite a big actress in it. And David Diggs, who stars in Hamilton. Um, what I quite like about it is because you've got people from all over the world um, on this cra- train, you've got so many different... Um, genders and races and i say so many different genders but um you got so many different races there and it feels like really sort of like good diversity casting without being forced in the slightest because they've got a reason to have such a big diversity some you know what i mean when i say sometimes it feels forced and they're almost doing it for the sake of trying not to cause controversy no 100 percent. and you know we see we talked about this last time didn't we about for rom-coms i picked um Love Simon, and you told me it shocked me that it's the first major studio film to have a the protagonist be gay or something yeah. like that um, for a, for a romantic comedy genre or high school drama, whatever it is. And um, so yeah, you're right because often they those type of characters they go we'll make them the best friend so that we've we've got diversity exactly. But, but it's be- just actually. By doing this tokenism, you're actually limiting their sort of, you know, you're saying they're not the hero. They can't be viewed in this way. Exactly. So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's done because that was the best actor for the role yeah. rather than, oh, we'll get this person in and this person in and then we've made everyone happy. Yeah. But, so, but for this one, it works absolutely perfectly doing that. Um, what I really like about it is it's, it's just great for, it talks about class so well in the different class systems. And really the fact that everyone's the same when it boils down to it. But there's sort of almost these set rules for why there's so many different classes, and there's no reason for that. And it, yeah, it, it sort of that's a great little like in terms of I'm gonna berate your sort of subject. You know, in English, how there's always got to be a theme behind absolutely mm. everything out there, even though there isn't. Sometimes works just written for the sake of it. Yeah, it's a story. It doesn't have to have a deep meaning. Actually, this does seem as though it's got a deep meaning behind it, but it's also done really well. Highly recommend it. Um, really can't say too much more about it because it just it spoils so much if i sort of go too much more into the plot um but really recommend it and you'll be hooked i think by the first episode i've had a friend um who texts i I gave him a ring the other day in fact i've talked about this friend a lot he's the same friend who on the train 
read the book and he was the well, same friend who sat on the toilet for ages. Do you listen to the show? Is he a friend of the show? He keeps on saying that he, what he plans to. Well, until so. he does, he's a piece of shit. So. <laughs> but when he gets to this episode, welcome Tom, friend of the show. <laughs> um, but he, uh, uh, yeah, I called him when he was sort of about to watch the first episode. I was like, oh, really sort of recommended. It's like, yeah, a lot of people have been te- telling me about it. And then I text him the next day to see how he got on with it. And he goes, yeah, I'm in a real predicament because I absolutely loved it. And then my girlfriend went to bed and I decided to sort of see the beginning of the next episode because I just wanted to see where it went. And then I ended up watching the whole episode. So now I've got to wait for her to watch that without me <laughs> to sort of catch up. Um, but it shows like you're almost hooked from the beginning. You want to know what happens as it goes on. Oh, yeah, I think I watched that. What's interesting as well is um, it's not that highly rated on MTV. Did you know that? It's yeah. got a 6.9. Yeah. I go with my own ratings. No, 100%. You know, you <laughs> should do. But... Um... Yeah, I thought it was interesting. My number two, I well, I wonder if yours is the same, right? So it's not particularly highly rated. This it's not. Don't get me wrong. It's not rated like a poor six point nine. It's decent, but it's not good or great, particularly on IMDb. Oh, but um, sorry, before you go on, but this was the show. Like I said, I think I said at the beginning, it was made by TNT. Yeah, and it's on Netflix in the UK. Right. So it's a UK Netflix original, but it's actually on in America. It's on TNT. Cool. Did you, my, my number two, that's what I was going to ask, just linked to this, is I know I like it more than how good it is on paper, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel the same way with that, or do you think it's genuinely a good show? I do actually feel it's genuinely a good show. I see see people's issues with it, but I do genuinely think it's a good show and well made. What, what do you think are the issues that make it 6.9 and not in the 8s? I feel sometimes there's a lot going on, and it's difficult sometimes to keep in track of it all i've once described it and you'll find this ironic um as almost like the anti game of thrones in terms of there's so many well i say anti game of thrones it's very game of thrones-esque is what i meant to say yeah um because there's so many characters that occur and appear and then are not mentioned again for ages and then reappear later on yeah and i think that's what sometimes people struggle with okay cool so perhaps a little bit more difficult to find. I guess then it's not a show you can be on your phone for. Oh, which no, was, Which was similar with Game of Thrones, wasn't it? If yeah. you spent five minutes on your phone, you've missed shit tons, especially the subtle stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, it's like a character in the beginning of the season he's put somewhere, I won't say where, but he's put somewhere, and then he's reintroduced again in the middle of season two. Um, and you've got to like remember about that. So, yeah. Okay, nice. Right, let's see your number two then. My number two. Is again that I've just mentioned before. I absolutely have such an emotional sort of resonance with this show. So I, I'm aware that my love for it is potentially more than the actual quality of the show. It might not translate for others, um, but it is a fantasy show. So already was going to, you know, it came out post Game of Thrones after the flop that it was, or was it just before its last season? I can't exactly remember. I bet you'll know. Um, but I just absolutely loved it, and that was The Witcher. Oh, brilliant choice! Again, and it came out so, on the twentieth of December, and me and Shauna binged it in a couple of days before Christmas. Um, so that was nice. They were just both broken up as well from um, work for the for a couple of weeks. And um, if anyone's watched it or not, well, particularly for those who haven't, I guess more. Um, 
the timeline is not chronological in the way you'd expect with other shows. So we follow three characters. I'm not sure if that's a spoiler. It's not because I think... You not feel it is? No, because it's thrown off so many people and it's to the point that the the director came out and made like a graphic that they put on their official thing. Yeah, to sort of guide people to when they first watch it. Um, But yeah, so the timelines aren't all the same, but it's quite subtle and it's not clear until episode four four or five i think it is yeah and all of a sudden you like because i remember we were but i think the problem was when we and sean are watching it we're both like i'm not feeling this it just doesn't feel right it feels a bit off and couldn't put a finger on what and then when that happened we were like oh fuck that's why it didn't quite feel right because the things weren't actually matching up yeah um and they dropped enough hints that you you know that you knew subconsciously perhaps right i'm sure some people caught it got it pretty quick i don't no, maybe we weren't paying the best attention or whatever, but um, I, don't, I think I, I I knew because you told me, so I can't say. Yeah, exactly. But it was it was so good when I realised that, and then the 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 final four episodes were just amazing. But like I said, I just the emotionally just really resonated with me. I just loved it. I think Henry Cavill's just amazing as Geralt. And oh, I saw a thing recently that um. Uh, basically said, I feel like there should be something said for when an actor. So you know when an actor cleans up well, yeah, and they look sort of like they they're normally sort of a bit grubby, but they really do clean up. There should be a, a word, or it should be encouraged when people dirty up well. And yeah, Henry, Henry Cavill is the epitome of dirtying up well. He is like from a male perspective, he is hot. Yeah, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like he's. He's just an absolute monster, isn't he? Like the way that man's built is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, even I just love the way that he says "fuck" in the show. Like the way that the amount I've never seen someone able to get as much expression out of it. You know, where the way he says "fuck," you know exactly. You know that so one this, word resonates twenty different words. This might be a fact that you told me. He um, there was actually lines written for his grunts and his yeah. fuck and stuff. Like, and he would just be like, "Well, no, Gerald wouldn't say that." Um, and they just he instead like sort of, because he knows the books so well, doesn't he? He's not not necessarily gaming because he it's more based on the books and the. Uh, video well, games. I think he yeah, just both. He's a massive nerd, oh, but I think because he got like the game so much, I think he then read all the books, and he's a, he's a massive. I think he prefers the books now to the game. Ah, fair enough. But yeah, he knew sort of um, Gerald so well that he knew how to sort of emphasize. And I'll tell you something: watching the show. He will just grunt instead of saying a line. You almost know exactly what yeah. he wanted to say, 100%. and it's so weird. But he does it so well. So this is a show that me and Lauren, like, I think they're finished filming um, season two, and I really want to rewatch it before it comes out. I've because, watched it three times. Have you? Yeah. Because like the thing is, I know I absolutely thought it was phenomenal, and we both loved it, and we binged it in like a couple of days. But I don't massively remember it. Does that make? Any yeah, sense. and that's that's why I've enjoyed rewatching it. I think because I think what it is as well is you almost you get whisked along in the story. Yeah, because it's you know a bit like Game of Thrones. You know these characters are going to meet, so you just sort of like almost you know trying to watch it as quickly as possible to find out the twists and turns. Um, and then rewatching it, it's so nice to see all these pieces that were put in there purposefully, and it all fit together so well. You know, second time, a bit like when you watch the sixth, seventh, second time, it's just as good in some ways because you're yeah. seeing all the little oh shit, yeah, how did I not get that before? For me, it's Fight Club. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's in fact that's a much better example. It's <laughs> a much better <laughs> film. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, like I said, you know, I, I think it was so nice after Game of Thrones is. 
Yeah, which was amazing. It was, you know, reason why it's one of the best shows ever written was because of the political intrigue, and actually, it was how much character development was done through conversations. That everything was a conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it but it moved the world and the story, the characters so much. But it was quite nice to have this almost like palate cleanser of The Witcher afterwards, where you've got that same fantasy setting, or well, similar, obviously, the same. Um, but it's it's a faster paced narrative time moves much quicker in those eight episodes than it does in the first three seasons of game of thrones yeah 100%. Uh, well in fact time moves more across the first season of the witcher than it does through every season of game of thrones well i think i've told you that i could never get into game of thrones from the beginning i think i've only watched from season five onwards because i just found it too slow that's nuts because the first four seasons are the best seasons i know people say but yeah I think it's because Lauren was into it, so I, she was watching it, and then I watched it. Yeah, just sort of from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for, the, for those who don't know, uh, The Witcher is a fantasy show where in this world, um, Henry Cavill plays a, a witcher. So a witcher is a person who's given sort of a potion when they're a child that kills, like, I think, like one in ten. Um, but if you survive, it means that you are quicker stronger your reflex better your eyesight's better it also means you can take potions that would kill a human that gives you like i don't know better hearing for an hour or so let's say uh, and you are paid to hunt monsters um so it's quite interesting you've got the witch's character that does that but he's sort of getting pulled into the politics of the world which he does the whole point of the witcher is you're not meant to but he can't sort of help yeah it. and then you've also got a magician who you follow in wizard witch sorceress sorceress i'd say yeah yeah um, her, I think hers is by far the most interesting character development. And oh, one of the best yeah. I've seen in a long time in a TV show. I almost feel like the show at times was more her. Because mm. um, she's definitely got the arc in the show so far. Yeah, 100%. And, and she's just heartbreaking as a character because she's got this quite cold exterior, haven't you? But because you learn her backstory, you, you totally understand why she is the way she is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's so it's about as you you know you follow these characters, you also learn about them and the world, and um, yeah, and, and a lot of time passes because sorcerers and witches don't age the same way hu- humans do. Um, so it's interesting because you get to see them over a, a, a long period of time, three even though it's only eight episodes. Yeah, no, I it's a fantastic choice, and like I, said, I think it would have been on my list if I remembered it better. Yeah, which is fair. But yeah. are you going to rewatch it before season two? Oh yeah, that's the plan. That is the plan. Um, yeah. So, moving on to our honourable mentions. So, I feel like I should mention the one that I completely bumped off the list, because I'm not going to include it as an honourable mention. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it could appear in a future list. I mean, this is just madness that it's gone from number four to actually, fuck, it's not an honourable mention anymore. I know, but there's a, <laughs> there's a reason that this technically is an honourable mention and can't be included in the list. Okay. Um, the one that I've got. But the original number four that I feel I should mention was a show called Big Mouth. And if you've never watched it, highly recommend it. And I'm sure at some point we'll possibly do top five animations. And I'm sure it'll appear on there. Cool. Um, or we've said it in the past, we, we'll probably do top five or another top five like of a certain show, a certain topic. So yeah, it well, will get talked about. We can even do then. genres of TV shows. I don't think we've done that yet, have we? No, we haven't. So yeah, there you go. But it will appear. I'm 100% certain of that. Um, my number, uh, well, sorry, my honourable mention was a show that me and my friend Chris were absolutely obsessed with. And I was wrong. I thought it was the original, Netflix original, but that's House of Cards. 
Yes, um, when, that's it, House of Cards. Yeah, yeah. You're not legally allowed to talk about that anymore. Okay. <laughs> we'll beat that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this one was very, very early on. And I remember waking up on um, May the 3rd back in, when was it? 2000, I want to say 2000. It was May the 26th, sorry, 2013. Um, being all excited about this. Me and my friend absolutely obsessed. He came into my bedroom playing the final countdown, went into the fridge and there was a dead dove in there. And then in the freezer was some frozen bananas. And then we sat down and watched the show and was really disappointed. And it's a show called Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. So season one to three weren't a Netflix original. No. They were, um, they've, they're since on Netflix. I'm not sure what channel originally did them. And my friend used to watch it on BBC Two. Like It was like sort of at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And he used to sort of like work um, evening job and then come home and watch that. So that's when he first discovered and introduced me to it. Um, and it's just a great show with so many great actors now. They've gone on to do some great stuff, including Jason Bateman from Ozark. Um, but And it was so many sort of subtle hints to sort of like think like it's one. It's a show where you can rewatch it again and again and again and like pick up so many things. Like it's got so many sort of hidden jokes in it. But then season four, because all the actors were so big, so you got um, actors like Michael Sarah in there, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, Jessica Water, David Cross. They're all on to much bigger things now. They couldn't get them all in the same place at once. So it felt very forced. And there was a lot of screen screen to try and fit the characters in together into scenes. And it just didn't have the same appeal as previously. So like, we're so excited about it. Like I said, so reoccurring jokes are like Final Countdown. Um, there's a dead dove in the fridge that is a dead dove and it'll make sense if you watch the show and a big part of the show is they always used to make they run a frozen banana stand and there's always money in the banana stand um so we made frozen bananas uh but because seasons four and five they're not awful but they're nowhere near the caliber of the f- first three seasons i couldn't include it uh, yeah i i remember watching this and uh yeah i think it was absolutely brilliant and I'm, but I, I actually recently tried to watch season one with shauna again and um I obviously still liked it because I liked it when I watched it years ago, 10 years ago or so, but um, it didn't age well for a first-time viewer, at least in Shauna's view. Did not? No, and I could I could see that. I think the problem is so many shows have done this format since, haven't they? Oh, yeah, it was a very original show yeah, for what it did. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so that's why it's an honourable yeah. mention. I feel it's a, pro- it's a proper honourable mention for once. Yeah. It's on there because it can't be anywhere else but it deserves mentioning nice one right shall we hear adam and kim's list yes right i'm doing it in the order i think because the the she sent it just five plus an honorable mentions and um the one at the end is what she originally said on its own as a favorite netflix show so that's why i'm doing it in this order um so number five afterlife with uh ricky gervais yeah i feel like a piece of Absolutely shit that i've it. not mentioned that because that was i think it's because yeah, though it was same. so emotionally crippling that i don't think i ever want to think of it again in some ways yeah well it was it, got, it only really needed one season but actually the second season worked and they're fin- they're filming the third season right now it's actually filmed in my hometown um which i quite like watch like cause it's not really well hemel hempstead it's not really on the map for being big it's normally on the map for being slated for things yeah um so it's quite nice watching it and seeing things i recognize and places i recognize um but yeah, so it is a great show isn't it it's 
very, very funny. It's the supporting characters that are very funny. Ricky Gervais is very good at playing the straight man. Well, I say that, actually. The Office, he definitely doesn't play the straight man. But normally, he's quite good at playing the straight man while the other characters around him are being funny. Um, and this one's just the epitome of that, really. But it's also got a lot of emotion in it because it's about a guy trying to get over the death of his wife. Do you know what, as well, I think he learned from The Office with this show? Is The Office had very few characters of depth. Yeah. You know, past his character, obviously, um, Martin Freeman's... Um, I can't remember the girl that Martin Freeman gets with. Lucy Davis. Yeah. The rest of them are quite one-dimensional. Just you know I me, mean? they were just there for the the cheat for the laugh of whatever their character was to fulfill. They were yeah, very like, one tone. I, I can't remember his name, but the guy with the um, he dresses up as Ali Ali G for the comic relief. One. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was just very slow, just chewing on gum constantly, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think with Afterlife, I think you're totally right that actually all the side characters were multifaceted, and that's what made it so engaging as well. Yeah, they weren't just that one character with that one joke in them, or you know, we'd laugh at them for that one thing. That they, they had actual depth to them, and I think that's what made it all feel a bit more real and a bit more. I don't think it would have been as emotionally impactful if they didn't feel like real people. Yeah, I agree. Right, so Afterlife number five. Don't have to mention the next two that much. So number four's The Witcher. Nice. And number three is Stranger Things. Nice. Number two is the show that I'm worried you might pick for your number one. Umbrella Academy? No. That's, that's interesting. So neither of us picked Umbrella Academy. It just pisses me off, actually. I oh. hope Sean can hear me right now. Although I'm going to talk quiet in case you can hear me. Um... <laughs> you coward. You absolute coward. She's going to be listening to this anyway on Sunday. It reminds me, have you ever seen Key and Peele sketches on YouTube? Yeah, I love it. There's one where these two blokes are talking because they're two um, like girlfriends or wives of friends. He's like, "Yeah, I turned around to her and I said, bitch," and they whisper in case they can hear them. And he's like, <laughs> "You said that?" And he's like, "What? You you called her a bitch to her face? What?" <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I started watching it, and then I got three episodes in. I was really into it. Shauna watched it for like five minutes, and she's like. Stop watching now. I'm going to watch this with you. And then we've never watched it. That was like six really? months ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good. And I feel the second season was better than the first one because you sort of knew the characters more. Um, it was an interesting plot, the second one. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one to sort of talk about without spoiling too much. But it's about a bunch of um, people. I wanted them to delve more into this part of the story, but they never have. But So for some reason, on a certain day, a load of women across the world fell pregnant. And all gave birth at the same time. Really bizarre. But then these people, the kids, it turns out, have like superpowers. And this guy, um, Hargreaves, I think his name is, um, like adopts seven of them and starts training them into using their abilities and become like super team. And then it sort of shows them after the, the dads died and it sort of follows their adventures from there on. Um, but I sort of wanted to see more about potential other kids that might have been born at that time. But that never really gets mentioned. But it's a great show still. Like it's, it's really it's a different kind of superhero um, show, which there's a lot of at the moment. The TV is oversaturated with um, superhero shows. There's a new one on Netflix, Jupiter's Legacy, that I want to start watching. Yeah, but I think what's interesting about this, and it's similar with The Boys and Invincible, is it it doesn't 
it just you know it doesn't glorify them. In fact, in some ways, it demonizes them or 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 humanizes them to the point. Like for instance, you know, they're almost like a. Uh, it's almost like watching a failed band in Umbrella Academy, isn't it? The start where they're no yeah. longer really relevant as much anymore. Yes. People yeah. don't really give a shit about them, and there's not enough super. There wasn't really any super villains. They didn't feel like for them to fight, so they were just actually causing a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, and were probably pretty scary. Yeah. Right, honourable mention, which is quite possibly the shittest show I've ever watched in my life. This is the one that pissed you off from their choice. It pissed pissed me off. Like, I don't understand how you liked it, Kim. Like it was. I don't know if Adam also likes it, but sorry, Kim. I know it's very nice of people to give us lists, but this is absolutely atrocious. It's a Netflix. It's very good at its animated comedies. So you got BoJack Horseman, you got Big Mouth, you got F is for Family, all great shows. And when I heard that they're doing a new one about basketball, starring Jake Johnson from New Girl. I thought that sounds absolutely fantastic. Hoops is the most painfully unfunny show I've ever watched in my life. I can't even remember. I watched one episode and I was so offended by it in terms of it just being so offensively unfunny <laughs> that I just didn't watch anymore. Really? Yeah. Like, I enjoy a good old animated um, comedy show. I think I've watched almost every adult animated TV show out there. I can hand on the heart honestly say that because I do enjoy them. I just enjoy sticking them on and just... You don't have to fully pay attention to those sort of shows all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, like, the fact that this is one that I couldn't even get past the first episode. I'm sorry, Kim, but atrocious. Um, well, in fact, I want to test your knowledge, and this isn't trying to catch you out. It's just I've seen, like, random bits of it before on stuff. What's the one where it's like, I feel like it's about, like, a park ranger in America? Brickleberry? Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually, um, uh, what's it called? Um, That's actually a great... <laughs> I was, I was going to say something else, but actually I've decided it's a great segue because Kim's number one is a show um, called Paradise PD, which is done by the creators of Brickleberry, and there's a crossover episode. Oh, <laughs> how <laughs> random is that? <laughs> yeah, so great choice in one that you picked. Um, yeah, so Paradise PD is her number one choice. I really enjoy Paradise P- PD. I wouldn't have put it as my favourite Netflix TV show. Kim might not have put it as a favourite Netflix TV show. It might have actually been in the other order, and Afterlife was her number one pick. But this is that was the, fir- the first and only show that she mentioned when I sort of put a Facebook um, status out about asking people what their favourite Netflix shows were. So that's why I've chosen it as her number one choice that she gave me. Um, it is a funny show. It's just a bit, sometimes a bit too much. I tried watching it on the bus and then realised that was a bad move because there's a lot of penises, boobs, and everything <laughs> being shown. <laughs> Which is also what happened with Big Mouth as well. I was watching it on the bus. And very early on, there's a scene where uh, the main character, well, one of the main characters imagines all of his sort of um, classmates as penises playing basketball. And a song that goes alongside it called Big Dicks Playing Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching you at it on least the bus. Headphones on. <laughs> yeah, I did have headphones on. But I was watching it on the bus. I was like, nope, that's off. <laughs> um, yeah, but Paradise PD, I agree, is a, it is a funny show. I've just finished watching season three. Um, but it's also, it's probably one of the most offensive but still funny like hoops is offensive but unf- unfunny paradise of pd's offensive but funny tv shows out there yeah i don't really have anything to add to those because i've not watched those last two but that's fair good choices and always thank you for uh and the top five it's massively appreciated because um <laughs> and i apologize that you're the first person that was actually dicked on a choice of this <laughs> you weren't the first but you're the one that probably had the most anger from Mike. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think I've ever been me. so angry by a show because I think I was really looking forward to it, potentially. You were so angry, I got a little bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> but also really want to watch it so I can wind you up with it now. 
Well, just reading some articles here. Hoops is an ungress. Oh, sorry. Hoops is an aggressively unfunny airball that l- lacks the comedy fundamentals. Um, another one that says Hoops reviewed the 2010s called. Um, they want their unfunny comedy back. And then another, literally, a lot of Netflix's Hoops is painfully unfunny. Animated comedy Hoops is a vulgar, unpleasant failure. But if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This is like my rant about heavy metal, I think. It's, it's, it's on that level. <laughs> She's like trying to back yours up. Like, it's not just me. Everyone thinks it's shit. I tell you what, I'll, Kim, if you're hopefully listening to this, because uh, otherwise we've done bad, um, if you're listening to this and you want to sort of come back with an argument, either message me or tell Mike when you see him at work and he can talk about it on the podcast next week. <laughs> I might watch. I feel like I'm going to watch it and just... Just send you, just send you oh, clips from it. Like, just wind you up. It's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on because uh, Mara Mansion, as always, just one. Um, sex Education. Okay, not watched it, but really want to. Yeah, again, another one. Watched first season with Sean and loved it. Star Wars second season. I don't know why. I just was like, nah. And I will, I will watch it. I'm sure it's great, but I don't know what it was. I just uh, did wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but. Well, I tell you what's really interesting about it. Um, it's obviously made for Netflix, and they yeah. obviously had the British and the American market sort of in mind. Um, I think I know exactly what you're about to say now. Well, yeah, yeah. It's... Are you going to be about how it's sort of like American style school in a British world? Yeah, exactly. But it's still also a British school in some ways as well. Like it's you know they they it's a really really weird world that they've created but it works um, and I just think that's interesting because I'd love someone to comment like I, I'm sure that has got to have been somewhere it's got to be out there they've they've done that on on purpose in fact actually here they go setting aesthetics um, I'm going to well Mike has a look at this apologize for the extra long episode this week but we're very passionate about Netflix TV shows yeah apparently it's a deliberate homage to John Hughes films okay so, so stuff like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Breakfast Club. Sixteen Candles, yeah. Yeah. Is Breakfast Club John Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah. Um I'm not sure Sixteen Candles is, but either way. Do you know what's interesting as well saying that I gave up on season two? What? Rotten Tomatoes gave season one ninety one percent, season two got ninety seven, Metacritic gave season one seventy nine, and then season two eighty two. So apparently the second season is actually better than the first. There you go. So All right. Fair honourable mention, one that I want to watch. Right, so far we've had, with me and you, no crossover. And I'm 100% certain that we're not going to have any crossover now because I know for a fact you've not seen this. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I don't think you have, but I didn't realise how much you liked animated, so who knows. Well, there you go. Maybe I have then. Um, So, number one is a show that didn't start off on Netflix but is now made by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Again, similar to Arrested Development. Yeah. But this one was actually got better by its third season. And it's Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, I've not so seen this, it. So this was the show that I'd completely forgotten about until you talked about the moral grey areas and what sort of good and evil. This one wasn't on my list and bumped everything down. Um, it honestly, um, it's really weird. I'm, so I'm sure I've watched Karate Kid when I was younger. Mm. For those who don't know, this is a continuation of the Karate Kid story following um, two of the main characters, Daniel LaRusso, who actually in Cobra Kai is the main character, and Johnny Lawrence, who was the original main character from Karate Kid. Um, 
and it follows them 34 years later and sort of sees where they're at now. Johnny Lawrence is obviously really successful. Daniel LaRusso is quite down in his luck, sort of almost deadbeat. And he decides to reopen up his old dojo, Cobra Kai, and get some kids in there. But what's interesting, I really don't want to spoil too much of the show, because honestly, even if you've got no knowledge on Karate Kid whatsoever, it's sort of like, if they've got references back to Karate Kid, like, because in season three, they bring back some characters who are in sort of like Karate Kid 2 and 3. Um... They sort of like have mild flashbacks, so they fill you in a bit on what's happened. Um, so you don't have to have all that knowledge there. As long as you have the rough idea of um, what Karate Kid's about and Mr. Miyagi, then you'll be able to watch the show. But it honestly, like, I, when I was watching it, the person who I wanted to win at the... You knew there was going to be a big uh, tournament at the end, so the All-Valley uh, Karate Tournament. The person that, throughout the series, I wanted to win that tournament, they win it spoiler alert but when they actually win it i'm like i don't think i'm rooting for him now i want the other person to win it and you flip on the side of i want to say good and evil it's not really like that but sort of you you just flip about who is the good guy and who's the bad guy constantly throughout the series and all three series really and it's really weird and great how they do that at the same time honestly like it's phenomenal and some of the like We've talked about it before um, with Old Boy and the um, Corridor fight scene. Mm. There's two or three, definitely two that come straight into my mind, scenes that are very reminiscent of that. Like just one take, constant fighting, like with a bunch of school kids. And it's absolutely phenomenal. And it's just some of the best sort of action sequences I've seen in a long time. Really recommend it. Do you, obviously, you, you like me, you like to read around the trivia of shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Was any of this inspired by How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> I get what you mean, because actually a lot of the show um, talks about the fact... Well, I say a lot of it, but they do mention a lot of times that um, Daniel LaRusso won by an illegal move. Yeah. And sort of that's also referenced again in the final season. Also, there's a character who has the best character arc in the moment. His name's... Um, he's called Lip to begin with, I think. I don't know what his actual real name is. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but uh, he's sort of, he's a bit of a loser. No one really uh, cares about him. Eli, that's his real name. I just thought I'd look it up. No one really cares about him. And then he decides to sort of completely change his look and he gets a mohawk and a tattoo on his back and he becomes known as Hawk from that on, moment on. And he's becomes a massive badass. Really? <laughs> and then, yeah, like it's brilliant how his character sort of develops. And then, actually, he's got one of the best arcs I've seen in any show. Um, it's fantastic. I'm not going to spoil any more than that, but he really sort of, his arc is fantastic across the three series. Recommend it. Highly recommend it. It's great. I think I will watch it because I've heard nothing but good things about it, really. Yeah. And honestly, so they've only, Netflix has only done season three, which, in my opinion, just upped the budget and made it even bigger. So, one and two, was it a YouTube original? Yeah, YouTube yeah. original. YouTube Red, My friend actually it? watched it on YouTube Red and recommended it, but I never watched it until it was on Netflix. I think that's the problem, su- though. No matter how much I recommend it, yeah, it's YouTube Red. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... But then, uh, well, it was a friend from work who actually is a friend of the show, Steph. She gave um, her list for... What list did she give? Shout out Steph. And Steph being one of the OGs, hasn't she? Not on Twitter, yeah, she but um, on Facebook. following. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what list she gave now, but she gave a list recently. It's going to bug me. Um, I apologise, Steph. Um, but yeah, she was the one who sort of convinced me to watch it, and I binged the first season in, well, the first two seasons, I'd say, in about a week. 
really highly recommend it. Well, my number one is actually even better than that. I'm not sure it is. Honestly, it like I know I'd forgotten about it, which is a bit worrying, but the fact it bumped everything down and moved straight to first place. Well, it is 0.2 lower than yours. Yours is an 8.6 on IMDb. Mine's an 8.4. Okay. It is animated, which means you'll probably love it. Yeah, I'm intrigued now because I thought I mentioned all the Netflix originals mm. animated. Um, they created another incredibly popular animated show mm-hmm. uh, that was sort of it was on a Kids Network that original show, but was beloved by adults. I know exactly what you're on about. So it's not a Netflix original. Yeah, it's, I know so exactly. yeah. So the creators created it with their own studio because they're so big, but it was made to be on Netflix only. And that um, is, is it, what's the um? I'm trying to think what the original the, show, the, something ordinary or ordinary something. No, the the original show is Avatar: The Last Airbender. This show is oh, the Dragon Prince. Complete, oh, I'm thinking of a completely different show, and I've not watched this one. Uh, yeah, the Dragon Prince is absolutely awesome. Fantasy show. Um, it's. I think it. What's good about this as well is it's one that you could watch with a ch- with like young children. Um, yeah. It's a PG, but there's like. Obviously, I watched it on my own as an adult. And I, I like, absolutely loved it, and I think what's really cool is in Avatar: Airbender, it was quite sort of famous for the fact it was one of the first sort of children's animated shows to have a blind character. Okay. Uh, and this uh, show, they have a character who is deaf and what? signs. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> We've lowered ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think this is cool. She signs in it. But no subtitles come up. So sometimes another character will translate for her. But other times, you you know, you just sort of work out from it, you know, what she's saying. Yeah. But I've read that, like, it's proper sign that she's using, you know, within the animation. So if that's you cool. know sign, you can actually work out what she's saying. I just think that's, I, just, I don't know, I just think that's really cool, really subtle. No, I agree. Um, But yeah, but the, the, the show's really, really interesting about... Um, Two princes who get attacked and by assassins, and they they go on the run essentially, and they're trying to sort of save the world by getting this um, dragon egg back to the uh, the elves in the other part of the world to try and stop a war because they're angry that the humans stolen it. Um, okay. So it's got sort of got that Lord of the Rings questiness about it. Um, it was a bit like um, Moana. Yeah, a little bit in some ways actually. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think you'll really like it. It's got three seasons, which sort of completes the arc of the show nicely. But these also they've also planned two more seasons um, within the world, but maybe not focus so much on the character, the main characters from this first arc. Um, so yeah, really, really highly recommend it. It's uh, it, it's although I think with stuff like this, sometimes that people with it being PG get sort of like, oh no, it's probably a kids show. I'm not going to watch it. You know, it's so enjoyable even from an adult point of view. You know, I'm gonna say, say, like I said, I'm big on adult animated comedies. Mm. I have avoided this because it did to me. I felt it was a kids show. Yeah, from the visual, like sort of maybe look of it at first. Yeah. Um, but then you think about it, the art style. Looking at it now, is it, not far off Invincible, which is not, not kids. <laughs> no, do not watch Invisible Invincible with kids. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll give well I say maybe I'll give it a go. I feel like I'm going to give all your shows a go that you mentioned. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to to watching yours as well. I do quite like that. In fact, I have you seen any, you've seen none of my choices, have you? 
Go through my game five. So I've had um I've gone and <laughs> deleted everything now. But I had um Queer Eye. Yeah. That wasn't my number five. My number five was Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yeah. Um Jack Horseman was number four. Queer Eye was number three. Number two was I've literally just talked about it. Snowpiercer. And number one was Cobra Kai. You've not seen any of mine. No, I think I'll definitely watch them. The one that I probably I've got the least sort of interest, although because you're number one, it makes me want to watch it. I guess is is Cobra Kai. Um, Honestly, it's phenomenal. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Snowpiercer. Um, yeah. And I'll definitely end up watching Queer Eye. Probably the first one I watch because it'll be a show me and Sean will it's probably easy. watch. Yeah, it. yeah, it's easy, easy to watch it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way it reminds me, do you ever used to watch Extreme Makeover Home Edition? No, but I know about it. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of that way you explained it. Yeah. It's not, but I get what you mean. Yeah, I, I think more of the fact that you're not actually watching it for the the makeover. It's more about the impact it has on the people. You know what I mean? The fact that they've got this home. It's not so much about the construction and watching the designer side of to paint this room blue or green. It's more about the fact it's amazing that they're doing it, this kind gesture for these deserving people. Yeah. And then learning about their stories. And I imagine that's from what you told me, that's sort of what Queer Eye yes, feels this, like. This it's not necessarily like about that. the haircuts and the diets no. they put them on. or You know what I mean? Whatever it may be. It's, yeah. it's actually just the fact that someone's trying to help them, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It has, you just reminded me, talking about the design of the house, that they make a cameo appearance in Big Mouth, because obviously they're both Netflix originals. <laughs> um, so they make a cameo appearance, changing one of the characters in Big, Li- in Big Mouth's um, life. Mm. And all of them are doing their little bit. And Bobby, like I said, he redoes someone's house. He goes, and here's the house that I've spent ages, because I'm the only fucking one who does any big time work out of all of us. Because <laughs> all the others are like combing someone's hair or dressing someone. And he's actually designing a whole house <laughs> which i really like that he played himself voicing that yeah because i bet that's like sort of memed online a lot as well yeah i always think it every time i watch it it's like he's definitely got the hardest job and i say he's one of the nicest ones of him but yeah and the dragon prince it's a shame that neither of us watched it either it's number one but also good. Maybe we should should potentially with this one go away and watch them both and let us. Yeah, let each other know. I think this could be. In fact, have we watched any of mine? I've watched um, uh, Stranger Things and The Witcher. And have I watched any of yours at all? <laughs> You've you said we've literally just talked about this. Mike. No, I know, but I'm trying to think. <laughs> you watched a little bit of um, BoJack. You said. Oh yeah, but not enough really to make any call. No. We could we could do a Netflix original revisited then where we talk about it. Although, probably good job, because this is now on, I think, an hour and 50. Can you imagine if we'd actually watched every one of each other's? I know, and talked about <laughs> it in detail like that, yeah. Um, I've just also read a video, video game set in the same world's in development for Dragon Prince. That's cool. I think they did a board game as well. That's also cool. Oh, yeah. I need to buy um, Firefly. Yes, I also need to buy um, Spartacus. Yeah, we, we need to literally... Do a weekend around each other's house. Yeah. Each other's house and kick the well, I don't think the listeners want to hear us planning life after lockdown. Or maybe they do. Maybe they do. Should we just live chat out one of our days? <laughs> yeah, I think so. For, no, it's, I, reckon, so I reckon that'd be one person out there who would like that. <laughs> Shout out to that one person. Jonathan. <laughs> yes, I forgot about him. <laughs> Number one fan, Number, original, yeah. the OG. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. I feel really bad for forgetting about Jonathan. I know, only day one listeners will know. Yeah. Um, right, so that's our Netflix originals. Um, but tune in next week for... Come on. We've discussed it, see if you remember. It is 
top... F- oh, yeah, actually, this is a really good one. The next week, then, will be top five fleshlights. So... <laughs> <laughs> we already know for your gadgets, you already picked one. I <laughs> know oh, you... Yeah, did you? I can't remember. You didn't. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I wonder if anyone bought any of our gadgets. Again, comment if you bought any gadgets that we recommended and what you thought. Yeah. Um... Can you remember what next week says? No, can't go foggy. It's bloody useless. I've already started watching them because I want to have them fresh in my mind. It's difficult rewatching them, I'll tell you that. But I want to have them fresh in my mind for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's top five childhood movies. Yeah. So I feel like there needs to be a caveat for what we constitute as childhood movies. <laughs> And the listeners will never know the weird 10-minute conversation we went on and got caught. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just going to leave that in. So, it looks really normal, me saying that, and then you just laughing afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would say about year seven. Yeah, so 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think any of mine are past the 2000s, but just in case. I need to go back and think about all those old VHSs I had. I text my mum to find out. <laughs> I know for, for a fact at least two of mine have coloured VHSs. But yeah. So yeah, next week, top five childhood films, movies, whatever you want to call them. And my Twitter OGs, um, DM me with your choices because I feel like I'll need help on this one. Like, I feel like I'll yeah. need to see other people's list to create my own. <laughs> Did you know... You know how you sent that lovely message to your Twitter OGs after one of them um, tried to tag you in something, but you never responded? Uh, also, it's because they didn't accept us following them back, so I couldn't see it. Yes, that is the reason, just so you were. But also, they thought that it was quite sickening, your tweet. Which I also thought, too. <laughs> it's a most like Twitter post. I'm okay with it. How many likes has it got? <laughs> like two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you are you are ruling that Twitter. Yeah, I find I find it hilarious. Like I could help you on Twitter, but I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, I did I hope... like I did read I re- did um steal one of your tweets though about um hashtag hogs of water and then posted on Facebook and Instagram this morning. Well, some interesting developments actually that yeah. I've not told you about. The no. creator has reached out to me. Oh yeah. No, can you imagine though? That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> that would be absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Maybe I'll bombard him on tw- if he's on Twitter every day until he uh, agrees to do an interview with yeah, us. Yeah, find him on Twitter and then hashtag it. <sighs> I like to think he searches it every day and it makes his makes his day every time he sees me mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every post now I should just put hashtag um, Hogs of War 2 just alongside it, even if it's not mentioned in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just Hey, just spread the signal. Exactly. Um... Anyway, before the show up, because we're about to wrap up, I believe, mm-hmm. um, you were saying earlier you had a limerick planned about Netflix that you wanted to share. Okay. Okay. Are you, ready? It, then. Are you ready for it? Yep, here we go. Hold on, it's on my notes. <laughs> yeah, get those notes up quick. Um... No Googling. I can hear you tapping away. No, this is all me. <laughs> oh no, th- I did Google it. I thought I'd got something, but it says it was filmed in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why you're Googling it. You like you, you you said you had it planned. If you'd actually give me time, I might have come up with one. <laughs> I um I remember doing poetry at university and I remember actually the the talking about limericks 
and the yeah. lecturer. I can't remember. I can't remember the top. Of, I can't remember what it all was now. But I remember telling me one that was genuinely like disgusting. <laughs> really? But you know, like you've heard the ones from like um, Bridget Jones' diary and stuff like that. But the one where I was like, Jesus. <laughs> That's your challenge for next week, then. I want a limerick about one of your childhood movies. Mate, I won't do limerick, but uh, I could do a haiku for you. What's a haiku? Is it... 17 syllables, 575. Okay, that's it. Right, I want a haiku about one of your childhood movies next week. And with that, we've been Mammon Podcast. Thank you and good night. That was our snappiest ending ever. <laughs> Are we, we ending it like that? <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like there should be that little pause where it seems like it was ended, and then I come and go. We actually ended it in a normal, professional manner. <laughs> um, but I think we are ending it. Yeah. No. You got anything else to add? No, I've got. Uh, I'm trying to come up with my haiku for one of my films. You don't need to do that now. No, I know. I'm just thinking about it. That's why I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm distant and confused. Yeah, sounds like right. <laughs> <laughs> because the listeners don't need to hear that. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you next week, everyone. Bye.